Aloha, Ohana. <laughs> if you've been following my show, then you can probably guess from the music that I am currently in Maui. <laughs> I've been here for one week. This is my final night, and I refuse to leave this island without putting out an episode. There was an episode that I... Uh, let me rephrase. There is an episode that I have planned, but being on the island and just everything that I've been going through in my head while here has inspired me to do this episode. So it's going to be very Hawaii focused, but I'm going to use some of the things about Hawaii to also talk about a few concepts that I think could be very beneficial to my lovely listeners. <laughs> um, I also just really want to tell you about some of the cool things about my trip and tell you about Hawaii. Um, now granted, I am on Maui and I spent my entire trip on Maui. There are eight islands and every island is different. So what I mean is, I just want to tell you a few of the things I have learned about Maui. <laughs> Uh, in my time here and tell you some of the cool shit that I've did not to boast but you know to like encourage if you're ever thinking about going <laughs> um, I went to the top of a uh, top of an inactive volcano with a group and watched the sunrise uh, which was actually above the clouds which is amazing I went to a boat ride hope, hoping to see some whales but it's a little too early in the season uh, hung out on the beach, of course. There are multiple beaches, and every beach has its own personality. Like, there's a beach that's super still. A lot of people go there just to kind of float or even cliff dive. And then there's another beach with, like, a lot of waves. There are some beaches that have incredibly high waves, which are great for watching surfers. It's just so fun to, like, go to the different islands and, I'm sorry, the different beaches and see what they have to offer. And then to see the areas around the beaches because it's funny how it, like, just kind of fits. Like, the areas that have higher waves that have a lot more surfing also happen to have it, like more hipster vibes in the towns around them there's the city of Lahaina where you can go and it's actually it reminds me a lot of my hometown New Orleans there's a lot of galleries you can walk around there's also this like really big beautiful tree that you can sit under and you can just kind of watch the water it definitely doesn't smell like New Orleans which is great <laughs> And there's a lot of really good food. Actually, there's a lot of good food everywhere. I'd say I, I've been very satisfied with just about every single meal. But my favorite things about the Hawaiian culture and about the things that I've heard in Maui have been very much about how the people hold themselves. Um, there's a lot of respect for nature. Matter of fact, there are laws about how if a boat is out and any kind of sea creature comes by, whether it's sea turtles or dolphins or whales, they are required to turn everything off because they want to make sure that the sea creatures don't get scared away from the island and to just show respect to the natural habitat of the creature. And I think that that's just really beautiful. That's definitely not something that I see much in where I live. Um, there's rules, about, they take littering very seriously here. And I, granted, I think littering should be taken seriously everywhere, but it is really cool to see how seriously they take it here. Of course, littering does still happen, but if you're caught, if, they're, if you're caught by law enforcement, you do have to pay a fine. But even if you're just caught by people who love Hawaii, which plenty of people do, then you just look like a fucking asshole. <laughs> 
<laughs> so naturally, most people don't litter. And it's hard to even want to litter when you're so surrounded by beauty and when you're so surrounded by people that stand very proudly with their island. Like the people here have what I, I mean, I call this like gangster energy. Gangster energy for me when I say that I'm talking like old-school vibes I'm talking like we know what the fuck we stand for and we fight for it. This is our home This is what we care about. These are our people This is my family and I will do whatever needs to be done to make sure that mine is right That's what I would consider gangster energy. They definitely have some heavy gangster energy here <laughs> everywhere you go especially if there's art around and especially if there's nature. The volcano that I went to was called Haleakala. They gave out these pamphlets and the pamphlets explain how responsibility is very much something that everyone here, mostly everyone, truly embraces. And when I say everyone, that includes visitors, that includes children, teens, adults, that includes, uh, let's see, there's like spiritual leaders, there's normally like there's teachers and there's spiritual teachers there's medicine men whoever you are whatever your place is on this island your responsibility is to care for the island as much as you want the island to care for you and i do think of course that's a philosophy that we should see everywhere and i do think in other places they have it it just looks different but i just really wanted to touch on that here because it's so beautiful I met a person when I was waiting for the boat ride and he is here hanging out for a while, originally from Texas, and he majored in marine biology but he came out here to kind of explore and he was explaining to me how as much as he has considered moving here, he also knows that people moving here, especially younger people coming here to vacation, he knows that people moving here is actually becoming a problem on this island because the island is already struggling with housing. Um, there are people, there are families losing their homes, a lot more people sleeping in their cars because those who own rental properties are discriminating and they're choosing people who are in households like, you know, just two income, no kids because they're quote unquote the ideal renter. Um, so the island's already really struggling with finding a place for everyone. So he was explaining how he's like, you know, I just love everything I found here. And as nice as it would be to stay here, I respect this island too much to add on to that problem. And I know some people may disagree with that mindset, but I, I just thought that it was very kind of this person. He also went into explaining to me how much it means to him to get a Hawaiian tattoo, which I, I should probably, I should post pictures of some examples on my Instagram, but Hawaiian tattoos are amazing. I'm a bit of a tattoo snob. <laughs> um, I think like if you're gonna put something on your body, it definitely has to have meaning. I do think some, some people, I don't know, I, I think sometimes people just kind of get something to get it, which I mean, I guess is fine, but if you really like want to put something on your skin, I hope it really means a lot to you. But if you already got something and it doesn't mean that much to you, then you know, like cool, rock it with pride. They consider it a very fancy scar. <laughs> but Hawaiian tattoos are really beautiful. One, because they're very sharp and the proportions of a Hawaiian tattoo are very important and the lines on them are very distinct, which I mean, most tattoos are like this, but because of the 
complexity of getting perfect proportions and straight lines and getting really proper shading a really well done Hawaiian tattoo is quite something to behold I've seen so many while here and some are just breathtaking like absolutely breathtaking this person that I met while we were waiting for the boat he was telling me how he really wants to get one but he's gonna earn it and he was explaining how you know there's a very strong culture here around the tattoos where it's like you don't just you don't just come here and just get a Hawaiian tattoo you can but it's very much like it's an old-school vibe it's that gangster energy it's that you have to give to this island you have to show your love for Hawaii whether that means you know working here and really getting to know the culture and learning the people and showing them respect or cleaning up after the litter or showing love for the ocean um, caring for the sea creatures whatever it is that you do to honor what hawaii is the history and what it is now like when you do that then you get your tattoo and he said that you know i wouldn't want to do it without the blessing of someone who has been here a very long time preferably a native Hawaiian, but he was just explaining like that's how deep the respect here goes is that, you know, the natives have seen this place go through so much change and sometimes it's a little heartbreaking to them how many people will come and visit and they don't really like pay respect to the entire island for what it is, the entire culture for what it is. But, you know, they come, they, they take pretty pictures, they go to the beach, but they don't get to know the land, they don't get to know the people, and that really hurts a lot of them. And I definitely understand that, you know, I think anybody who loves their home feels that way. I think all of us could really relate to that. If we come from someone or somewhere that we really feel strongly about, I definitely feel that way about New Orleans. I feel that way about Vietnam. Um, I am Vietnamese, I don't know if I've ever mentioned that, but like, I, I feel that. I wouldn't want someone to come into my home and then disrespect my mother or disrespect all the things that I did to put the home together. And I think that's something that we could all kind of take from that. You know, I, I think a lot of us might already have that, but to give it a little extra thought is always helpful, right? <laughs> um, Let's see, I I tried dating while here in Hawaii. I did meet, I've, I actually met one person who was quite lovely. I met him like my first day on the island and he was really great. I really like the energy of the people here. It's very different from where I live right now. Um, currently I live in the Midwest. I feel like in the area that I live in, most of the guys are very much like worried about money. That's like the main thing. The, the date that I most recently went on in my city that I currently live in, he just talked about his job for fucking ever. And he kept bragging about it, kept talking about how, you know, he, he makes good money. He even like shit on someone that I don't even know. He just brought up another person who has a really good position at a great company and then just shaded them, talked shit about how much they make, saying that they get paid to do nothing, which the company that that person works for is great. And I know for a fact that person does not get paid to do nothing. But it was the fact that this guy was trying so hard to seem impressive by using this very superficial thing. And by the end of the date, I had to explain to him, I was like, you know, you've asked me 25 questions, but you haven't gotten to know me at all. Because all he wanted to ask me about was my career. And not even my podcast, which frankly, I feel like if I was a dude trying to get at a girl and she had a podcast, like, I'd want to know more about that, <laughs> right? Like, I love my job, but um, as far as like cool things about me, my job is like maybe number 15. <laughs> 
But this dude bragged so much about money that I picked up the check and I sent him on his way. Cause yo, if you're gonna make this a pissing contest, my dick is bigger. <laughs> anyways, anyways. So that's the vibe that I'm really used to when I date back at home. But here, I feel like a lot of the people I've met are a lot more about, you know, just tell me who you are, tell me what you believe in, show me your spirit, show me your soul. And I do feel like that is something that people get more often when they travel, too. Like, uh, I met this really nice girl who also travels solo, and she was explaining how she loves going to other countries and dating because instead of asking about what you do people really just want to know about who you are and the job is you know the job is just a detail a person can be totally right for you and lose everything tomorrow if that's enough to make you walk away then you don't love that person the way you should and the vice versa you know a person can have everything a person can be fucking filthy rich and treat you like shit and it's not worth it to stay but dating here has been really interesting. Like the guy that I met, we, we talked for hours and it felt very, very good. Like it was just very like him sharing his soul with me and vice versa. And you know, neither one of us expecting anything because I'm on vacation. He lives here. I do not live here. I don't even live remotely close to here. But I really like the energy and I feel like a lot of the people here, you know, share that love of nature and really knowing themselves and who they are as as human beings not just you know as what they do or what they make there's a lot more pride in that here too don't get me wrong like this guy that i met he he has his own thing going on and actually his thing's really cool and it's very creative so he's explaining how you know he's like i found this passion that i really loved and i just do that now and it's my focus and it's doing great and now I'm just like so fucking busy but I kind of just want to chill. <laughs> no, but that's that's also a big vibe here is like a lot of people here like they don't mind the work and yeah they want to make money but they're not like obsessed with it. There's a lot more like just wanting to enjoy life's small or not even small simple pleasures. The things that I think that in a bigger city sometimes we take for granted because we're so focused on getting the bag. And I love money, so when I say that, <laughs> I do understand that. But yeah, those are definitely some of my favorite things about the island. And then I kind of wanted to tell you guys about some things that things on the island have really inspired me to talk about. Um, starting with, obviously, I'm on an island, there's so much water. There's water everywhere, it's awesome, it is so fucking nice, oh my gosh. I've never, I've never just woken up every day to the ocean and um, I fucking love it. Even if you don't get in, it's so fucking nice. Uh, if you have never experienced that, dude, ch try it, check it out, it's fucking dope. <laughs> so water always makes me think of Wu Wei. If you've never heard of Wu Wei before, it is a part of Taoism and it's part of Eastern philosophy. So Taoism is all about letting nature inspire your behavior. Um, it's also, they mention water, they mention bamboo, but the idea is that sometimes as people, because we think so much and because we are, we're built for action, we sometimes are too aggressive in the changes that we want to make. And instead we should be, I shouldn't say instead all the time, because I do think sometimes that extra aggression is a thousand percent necessary. Sometimes you have to take a, a major stand to inspire the change that's necessary. But other times, 
especially if it's a problem that maybe is a little more complex uh, the change happens at a slower pace and Wu Wei is which by the way Wu Wei means the way never acts yet nothing is left undone so it's about effortless action. Think about being in the zone. It's really much about being in flow, which I always think of that word when I think about water. I think about flow. I think about how good it is to be in that energy of like really kind of like going with the motion because when you overthink or when you try too hard to battle with natural circumstances, you end up stressing yourself out and you might make impulsive decisions that aren't helping you, they're not serving you. So Wu Wei talks about how the water, when a, when a current comes or when there's rocks in the way, instead of trying to fight it, you have to swim with it. A really good example of what I think about when I, uh, of this, when I think about this, comes from J. Cole. <laughs> He's my favorite rapper. If you don't listen to rap music, bro, at least listen to J. Cole. Please, please do this for me. And if you don't know what to listen to, pull up his performance on uh, Letterman and listen to his verse. It was It's so fucking good. It's so inspirational. He had the whole audience in a moment of silence, like, thinking about themselves and also if you've ever watched Letterman you know like the majority of the audience is like older rich white people and here's J. Cole this rapper educating them in the smoothest most respectful way and he they're loving it they love it so much and he wrote that verse right before he went on so yeah I'm gonna I'm put a link of that <laughs> in the description but anyways so J. Cole talks about this really well in his song, High For Hours. Um, it's a song about him going to meet Obama, if you've never heard it. But there's a part in the song where he talks about change is slow, always has been, always will be. And he talks about how revolutionary hearts, we sometimes always want to fight the power and we want to gain the power because we think that when we're in power, we'll become better. But he talks about how when you get power, what does that do? It, it fucks with your mind. Whoever you put in power, if they are able to do just whatever they want, they may end up becoming the new aggressor. And then we just have the same problem over again. So he talks about how the realist revolution can only really happen within yourself. But I just think that that's a really good concept to consider here as I'm talking about this. Because the thing about Wu Wei is that it's about recognizing the entire picture before deciding how you want to handle it. Think about how it feels when you enter a new job. When I was younger and when I first started working, when I would start a new job, I would learn so much and then I would automatically want to change everything that I felt was wrong. I would speak up about injustices that I saw, things like microaggressions, favoritism, racism, things that were happening that people were refusing to speak up about. and. I got fired from a lot of places for it or I got pushed out for it and I, I realized as I got older that the problem is that I couldn't just go into an environment and say yo this is fucked up it needs to change and think that people were going to want to listen to me because I hadn't earned my stripes yet think about everything we just talked about with the Hawaiian tattoos right like I hadn't earned my right to tell people yo we need change and Wu Wei is kind of like that. It's like instead of trying to come in as this aggressor, 
come in peacefully, come in passively. So I actually was, ta was talking to a friend about this because they're struggling with this. Like we're talking about, you know, the new job thing. Don't come in and just think that you can make every single change that you wanna make if you're new. You don't know how long these people have worked here. You don't know what they've been through with each other. And they don't know just how much you bring to the table yet. So come in, swim with the fishes, <laughs> learn the water, and then slowly but surely ask for the change in a peaceful way. Show them what you bring to the table, make the example, and then say, hey, you know, I think this would be really good for the team instead of making it a you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong you're fucking up here all it does is give people a reason to get defensive and then it, it puts a target on your back that you don't want and it, it really hinders your professional growth it's holding you back if you come in aggressive all the time so that's Wu Wei it's inspired by the water and bamboo because bamboo bends like the wind uh, I totally hear that Mulan song in my head whenever I think of bamboo. <laughs> I love bamboo, by the way. I went on a, a hike this morning to check out the waterfalls on this island. All be beautiful, by the way. So much fun. The water was too cold for me to jump in. I got scared. <laughs> um, but I love bamboo. Bamboo is really cool. And if, you, if you don't know much about bamboo, bamboo grows incredibly tall, but it's more considered part of the grass family. It's not really considered a tree. And it can be used for just about anything. It's hollow, so when you cut it open, it's really cool. The walls of it kind of pull down. You can like, if you were to rip it open, it looks like thread. Um, but the hollowness means that it can be used to make a lot of instruments. It can be used to make like uh, things for eating. It can be used for music, which I think is the best thing about it. Um, and of course, it can be used for things like like sailing if you like need to make a, a boat or a raft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's totally a need that we all have at some point. Yeah, yeah. If you ever need to make a boat. <laughs> I wonder, when I make a joke and I laugh at myself, do you laugh too? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> the second concept I want to talk about is inspired by volcanoes and tornadoes, but more volcanoes because there's volcanoes all over Hawaii. Interesting thing, there used to be a lot of volcanoes on this island and they have kind of gone away. There's also a lot of valleys on this island and it turns out it's from like all the water that just ran down the volcanoes over the years. There's so much beauty in Maui and it's really cool knowing that this is just nature's work over thousands of years and people's intentions to not fuck it up. <laughs> like I guess it's appreciate that but so volcanoes and tornadoes both of these things can cause major destruction right a volcano erupts lava and a tornado just comes with this like gushing storm now why am i bringing this up sometimes when we hear the word destruction or sometimes when something is happening to us that is destructive maybe we're the ones that become destructive we assume that it's all bad but destruction comes in two forms there is good destruction and there is bad destruction good destruction is the volcano bad destruction is a tornado a volcano is very calm it's it, it doesn't move right but when it erupts, it 
brings all this lava down and the lava destroys everything. But once everything is gone, a new island gets built and there is growth around where the lava used to be and where the moisture comes in. So volcanoes erupt to destroy what no longer needs to be and allows the opportunity for new growth to come in. Whereas to a tornado just fucks everything up. <laughs> it just ruins everything. Everything's a mess. You got to clean up a lot afterwards. It's scary looking as shit. <laughs> um, there's no there's no benefit after a tornado. There's just a lot of cleanup to do. I'm going to use a human example here. So let's say you're going through a really hard time. Okay. Um, and maybe it's because... Maybe it's because somebody broke your heart and you decide that you just want to become fucking cold. You decide, you know, fuck love. Somebody hurt me. So now I'm not going to give a fuck if I hurt other people. I'm going to go and treat people like they're just disposable items because that's how somebody made me feel. This is super destructive energy. This is also bad karma. I believe in karma. I don't know if you do. If you don't, that's fine. But like, I believe in karma. But you create this destructive path and you think that you're only hurting other people, but you are just hurting yourself because you're creating this, this image of you that doesn't need to be there because at one point you did love. You did love in the right way. Yes, someone hurt you. Someone really hurt you. Someone who didn't know how to treat you right or maybe it was the wrong time or, or maybe you guys were, you know, you were brought into each other's lives because you needed to learn something and it didn't work out but that happens but becoming this destructive person who you're maybe not meant to be becoming someone cold and cynical and hurtful towards others that's not who you were and that's not who you need to be don't let this painful moment turn you into a tornado whereas to like a volcano example would be let's say you have a group of friends and they don't treat you very well. They kind of make you a joke. They make fun of you a lot, or they, they never support you in your endeavors. They, they only want you around if you are giving something superficial to them. And one day, you just go completely the fuck off. <laughs> like, you just decide, I'm not fucking dealing with this shit anymore. That's good destruction. Yeah, that might piss a lot of people off, but if that ruins the friendships, those are friendships that didn't need to be there anyway. And if it doesn't ruin the friendship, if you can move forward from it, then they know better than to disrespect you in such a way ever again. I, from that, I really just want you to take, like, if you do something, you know, don't beat yourself up, but really take the time to meditate on why are you doing this? And is it serving you? And if you've done something crazy recently that maybe caused some setbacks, but those setbacks are leading you into something better, then I hope you're forgiving yourself for it. Uh, yeah, I didn't write this episode. I just took notes on what I wanted to talk about. Uh, and I, frankly, I'm really liking it how it sounds. So let me know what you guys think. I hope you guys like the music. I'm gonna put my contact info in the description like I always do. But I think that's all I've got tonight. Um, thank you guys so much for chilling with me. This is my final night in Maui. Yeah, I'm gonna miss the island, but I'm glad I'm taking the spirit of aloha home with me. <laughs> Good night, guys.